Good evening. My name's Aziz. I'm Jerry. And this is Accountable Love. I mean, Accountable Love is all about, you know, us critiquing and breaking down who's right and wrong in certain scenarios. We want to have an understanding of everybody being accountable and what part they play in relationships and the destruction, the building and strengthening. And we really want to talk about relationships. Relationships can be a variety of things. It could, yeah, it's not just romantic relationships. It could be co-workers, friends, family, to name a few of relationships that we have, or just people that you are having some type of encounter with, not necessarily a long-term relationship, but some type of um, interaction with. Yeah, we're going to, you know, we'll break down current events, things that are current in the news, things that people have issues with or that are a little blurred, and we'll try to make sense out of them. We'll also have scenarios of, you know, different things that go on in relationships where we want to, you know, give our take and basically break down who is accountable and where they're accountable. I mean, that's basically accountable love. But I want to start this off by sharing a scenario. You know, you there was once this woman that came into, you know, this this woman came into her home. A man was um on vacation for the day. He was off from work. She walks in her home. She had a rough day at work. He's watching TVs and grossing the television. So she walks in, immediately starts talking to him. She's explaining to him how, you know, her boss called out in front of her subordinates or, you know, made, made a scene. And, you know, she felt very uncomfortable. She wanted to talk to him. She was really hot. She was really upset. She was really, you know, feeling some type of way. Then she turns to her partner and says, he's not listening to her because he's still watching TV. He tells her he's listening. She says, no, you hear me, but you're not listening. So then an argument happened. Now, we want to really dissect what, you know, where who or where the people went wrong in this scenario and how could we better understand each other or understand our partners even something as small as somebody entering a room when somebody else is doing something so my take on it is the woman came comes into the room right and if i'm the man i'm sitting there she comes into the room she doesn't say excuse me she doesn't realize he's even watching tv or he's engrossing something he could have been watching the show for an hour and the movie can be ending it could be a great point he wants to finish a great part of the movie excuse me he wants to finish the movie out but she starts talking he doesn't want to interrupt but at the same time he feels he can watch the movie and I also hear her speak because you know she's letting she's letting out a problem that she has and probably work is something that they speak about on a regular basis so he would have an understanding of it I mean what was your take B Jerry? Well yeah I think that for her just coming in upset and think and just walking and thinking not really realizing that he was in the middle of something or basically belittling what he was doing I can see that as being a problem um but at the same time I think that you know if if she was very upset about something that happened at work and yes he was watching a movie maybe he could have paused the movie instead of watching the tv as well as listening to what she had going on i think that maybe that could have um or i told her could you hold on for a second so i could finish this and we could talk when it's done um i think that depending on i think first first things first she went wrong with just coming in and just not really respecting what he had going on i think that's number one i think if she was a little bit more mindful of that then maybe he wouldn't have been so not dismissive but maybe more engaged definitely i mean you um, touched on a, you touched on a big topic i mean a big part of it you know how we assume that the let's say in this case the man should have you know done something to allow the person to know that they you know were doing something when it's clear they walk in the they walk in the room observe the room see that the person's watching tv and still goes on and starts to speak but you don't know the dynamic the, the dynamic of their relationship that could be their whole relationship every time that she comes in to a certain situation she expects him to stop and and cater to what she has going on we don't and he may do it so we don't know you know what i mean like it it's you have to you have to kind of set some type of not boundaries but an understanding so mm-hmm. we it's not you but i have been in in a place where I 
and so can be self or have been self-centered mm. so i can come into a, 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 a walk in here let's i'll come here and you guys are all in the living room watching tv and i want to talk to you guys and i just start talking like that how's how is that okay like it's not okay just because i'm not interested in what you're watching and at that at that at that moment i'm making it seem like what i have going on is way more important than what you guys got going on and maybe in the in, in the bigger scheme of things it may be but at that moment it isn't because you have to respect what other people has go, have going on so who knows and if you guys always catered to me i wouldn't think that there was anything wrong yeah but you just made my point you came in you assessed the situation and you understood what was wrong now will everybody have some form of accountability in there yeah past plays a part definitely i mean how they set up their it's not relationship. a past it's, it's, it's no, what the they, past yeah okay the past the past plays a part meaning how they set up the relationship as a whole you're right if he always allows her to do it yeah i can see how that'd be frustrating on his part but at the same time if he allowed her to do it for so long that's the dynamic of their relationship granted i get it but based on the scenario there's two people there's two people that will have to take accountability for something right you've seen the scenario that he can now while she's talking he could have stopped her mm-hmm. yeah and did something about it, except I got maybe 20 minutes left. Mm-hmm. Can I finish watching this and then you'll have my undivided attention? Mm-hmm. He could have, you know, he could have said, you know, listen, pause the movie, listen to what she had to say, really engage in it because he sees that she's worked up or, you know, she wants to vent and she has that, she's feeling that way right now. He could have went that route, but what percentage you would say out of 100 is his, is he accountable for in that scenario? Five. 5%. I mean, I would say I, I would give him a little more than that, but maybe fifteen percent. But eighty-five percent would be hers because cause is an effect. So she initiates, and because she's unaware, we typically give Here the pass to the, the whole the person that's the unaware. unaware. Mm-hmm. He's the one that's seemingly more aware because he's focused on TV. He had a relaxed day. His day has been so he's, he he would be the more health healthy, mentally healthy person. So mm-hmm. we always expect that person to always take the lead. But yeah, it's, it's just respecting each other's time. He could have been sleeping. He could have been stretching. He could, you know, whatever he was doing. He was in the middle of something. Definitely. So it's just respecting what, some, whether you agree with what that person is doing or not, whether you respect what that person is doing or not, you have to respect the fact that they are doing something. Definitely. So what would what would you change in the situation? In the situation, I think that he should advocate for himself. And speak up and say, you know, I, instead of being one ear to her and the other at the television, I think he should have made, like, turned to and said, hey, I really want to watch this. So could you wait 20 minutes and we could finish the conversation? Or B, he could have made a decision and paused it. She should have came in and just really realized that he was in, watching TV and said, hey, how long do you have? I really want to talk to you about what happened at work today. And that he wouldn't even have to do whatever, whatever, what I just said. He could have, he would have made a decision right then and there and said, well, okay, what ha-, like pause his show or movie and be like, okay, what happened? Okay, yeah, true. In both scenarios, let's say. How many scenarios if you walk in from the man's standpoint or being a man myself? A woman walks in, starts to tell you something. You're watching TV. You tell her, listen, after I finish watching this, we could revisit this. And they are receptive to that to the point where now they really still want to finish. It. They'll give you that understanding and want to tell you later. Yeah. It's What's the percentage of that? Small. How small? Give me a percentage. Give me a number. Like... Maybe 10. Maybe 10%. Mm-hmm. So maybe 10% of women are reasonable enough to listen to what the man is saying, sitting at the TV, watching TV, based on where you're coming from, to now so to now um <clears throat> have the discussion at a later date. The rest of them will what? Spaz. They're spaz. They'll get what? Emotional. They'll add on to the mm-hmm. actual... They'll add on to the actual hard time they had at work and say yeah. that the person's mm-hmm. not listening. So they're in their feelings. So now that now we have that little piece... Because we're going to, we're dissecting this. We're going to have that little piece. Now, what could a man have done? 
Probably nothing at this point because whatever he would have did would have probably not been the right. Unless he stopped what he was doing at that moment and listened to what she had to say. Or he's, he's dealing with the 10%. He's woman. dealing with the 10%. Yeah. Okay. So a woman, so a man is watching TV. She walks in, talks to him. He stops the TV, listens to what she has to say. How many men in percentage you believe are truly engaged in what's being said? And how many men just want to listen to what she's saying and give her something quick and get back to their show? I think it's 50-50. 50-50? So you believe men will, will truly be receptive to her and want to listen to what she has to say and 50% of what men would? It depends on, I think it also depends on how dramatic the female is. I think, so if you're the female that cries wolf and everything's an issue, I mean, I could talk about problems at work all day, you know what I mean? But there's main things that I bring home and there's other things that, you know, we could talk about in passing. Not enough for me to stop what you're doing for you, for, you know, to listen to it. So I think that, you know, it depends on the female. I think it depends on how dramatic she is. And, and that would dictate, determine the, the, the percentage of men that would stop and really engage in the other percentage that is just like, yeah, yeah, okay, that's sorry it happened to you and move on. So it's 50, 50, 50. So if he, if he, if 50% of men give the woman their way by stop, stopping the TV, like mm-hmm. pause, listen to what she has to say, 50, 50% of men aren't going to feel some type of way. In in the future, in the future, they're not gonna hold on to the fact that that's something that she does. So they're gonna be totally comfortable. No, 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 no. It depends. I think it depends on the. I think it depends on the female. Well, everything depends because you just said ten percent of the female. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think yeah, I think well, I I think a percentage of yeah, I think fifty percent. Well, if it's fifty fifty, I think all right, maybe twenty five percent of the men are really engaged and really not bothered by the fact that she's interrupting and sharing her day, and the other seventy five are just want to get on with life. Definitely, because let's be let's be real here. Like they sitting there, they're gonna listen, whatever, whatever. But then when they're talking to their friends, yeah, they're like, this you know, my wife, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Work. She's so miserable, you know. And it's yeah. time to like spend an hour, you know, what I mean, complain about how they woman, you know, is really like she don't care about anything he's doing, so on and so forth, yeah, right. So in that scenario, she gets what she wants, but he in turn doesn't resents her for it, mm-hmm. right? So now, what would be the scenario based on the woman? So how many was percentage of the women that would come in, assess the situation, and now say, "Listen, you know, I'll t- after you finish or whatever, I see you doing something. I'll talk to you about. I got something to talk to you about. I want to talk to you about something that happened at work." Like twenty percent. Twenty percent. Most of the females I am around are driven by emotion. So yeah, I'll say. So twenty percent. So you would be 20%. So every five? Yeah. Out of five, every one? Yep. Do you agree? Yeah. I mean, I definitely think How that many rational women do you really encounter? Yeah, I don't. I mean, I encounter people. I encounter women that are rational when it comes to business. I encounter women that are rational when it comes to something they already have in order, cleaning, putting things in order. But when it comes to like emotions, like I do, I'm a person that believes that women do have bigger egos than men. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I mean, I learned by being around you and you know us growing up together. I I could have also been that dramatic, stop what you're doing. I have something to say type of person. Mm-hmm. But you know, when you are when you have that village mentality and you think of when you're thinking of everyone you have to think about everyone so i could come in like you know i could come in to the house i'm here every day i i I come in come in and i want to i want to share my stories as well but depending on what's going on i take a back seat but if it's really really important i because i'm not no longer dramatic and exaggerating if i really have something to talk to you about you'll stop what you're doing and listen to me because you know that we need to talk oh you'll be a little bit more mild but i am very much yeah i I mean i would Mm -hmm. say that you are one of them more rational women I know. And like, let's be clear here. I mean, I guess around me, <laughs> a lot of people do seem more rational, I mm-hmm. guess. I would assume, you know, because I'm kind of, I kind of talk slow, really, kinda really patient. <laughs> do I? Yeah, you're slow. Okay. I talk slow. I'm real patient. <laughs> 
I'm making. I mean, next to you, slow. you next yeah, to you're you, like you, a snail. Like, no, but next to you, yeah, you, you speedy, speedy yeah, I Gonzalez. Like, so I, I mean, I guess I do talk slow, and everybody, you know, I mean, you're not like me slow, but yeah, yeah, when people mimic me, it's just like crazy. But I would say you are one of the more rational women. But when it comes down to it, the communication, you know, accountable love is about the communication and who's going to take the responsibility for how they created a scenario. Now we all are part of it because. Whether, obviously, in the situation she comes in, which I believe cause and effect, she, she's going to have the, she's going to have the bulk of it. Mm-hmm. She's the bulk of the problem for not assessing the situation when she came in mm-hmm. and coming into somebody, somebody else's space or it's her space, but coming into his space at the time and now changing the dynamic of that space. I would definitely give her a larger account for it, but then you're right. As she's going, now she feels she's not being listened to, all this other stuff, but yet he didn't, you know, he didn't stop. Knowing who she is, he didn't stop and yeah, and and comment her or mm-hmm. make a ju- or explain things to her. So the communication is always lacking. How can we uh, be clear on like being a little bit more rational and a little bit more accountable for those situations? Well, it starts by not allowing your significant other or whoever you're around to not get away with stuff like that. That's what it starts with. Definitely. So if I, I'm assuming that she interrupted him because that's something that has been happening. So it's it's if but if he would have communicated that that's an issue in the beginning, then that's something she could have worked on. But she probably don't even know that she has to work on it because he probably never said anything. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, again, like we had... Like our conversation on Saturday, when, when do we stop teaching? You know what I mean? Like if you know, if you, if you know, if you know something that somebody else doesn't know, then you teach. Definitely. Like, why do we stop teaching people? Like, why would you assume that she just know? like she should know better? Obviously she doesn't Definitely. because then she wouldn't do it. So, you know, I will hope she would, you know what I mean? Like if you, you, you hope that they wouldn't do it. So if she knew better, she would do better. Definitely. And if you know good. better, then you could, you can, you can guide her and that you can guide her as well. Like she should be open to learn. You should be open to teach. Definitely. But, you know, when people hear teach, then in turn, what do they hear? What, being belittled? They hear teach, and who do they become? Like the parent. A student. Yeah, a student. So, like, that's what people naturally hear, teach, student. Like, we're a team. We function as a team. But let's be clear here. We do change roles of dominant and subordinate. We do change roles of the person being the teacher, the person being the student. We do exchange. We exchange roles all the time. You know, like, if you have a wife that cleans or you have a, you know, a wife that cook so you have a wife that like dominates in some aspect of life whereas domestic whether they make the most money you have to understand like they're the experts in those understandings so you kind of do fall back so it's like learning that dance too but that also comes from what from knowing who you're dealing with definitely mm-hmm. knowing who you're dealing with communication like yeah. you have to find you have to understand what parts you play in everything mm-hmm. and that's how you have accountable love mm-hmm. meaning you are responsible for what roles you play and, and strengthening the relationship and taking away from the relationship. When people hear accountable, you just think of, you know, when you make mistakes. Yeah. But you have to, your account is your account. It means the things you actually do too, to strengthen it and Absolutely. to improve it. So we like mess with words all the time. Like I hear teach, I automatically think I'm learning something. I don't automatically think somebody is belittling me. Yeah, me and me too. But you hear words. Some people hear words. They take it's the a, words They trigger different. words for them, yeah. So I think a lot of the accountable love and what we're going to be touching on is dealing with definitions. Like having the same understanding mm-hmm. of the same words. Mm-hmm. Having the understanding that partnership doesn't... It means togetherness. It doesn't mean we're in competition. Like that's where everybody goes wrong. You're still trying to find your way in a partnership. Still trying to find individuality in a partnership. You're still trying to find what you did in a team. Your team enhances you. Everybody, I, I don't know if everybody but me, I know for sure. I want a woman 
that's like I'm I'm like I'm smelling. She's looking for ways to improve my stench. Mm-hmm. She's not trying to belittle me because I'm smelling. Mm-hmm. Because let's be clear here: when we run into people who want to be around us, they find ways to be around us. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. you, how many people you around that stays with a deadbeat dude and makes sense out of? Yeah, all the time. Like, oh, but he mm-hmm. he does this and. Oh, but he brings me water. Or, yeah. Like, and you look he like came he home. brings you water. No, no, water. no. The, 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 the funniest one to me is um, he came home last night. Like, wow. I, did, I thought that was a given. Apparently yeah. it isn't. But okay. Like, he came home. Like, is he supposed to come home? <laughs> Definitely. Or, you know, he has a good heart. Like, what does that mean? How does he have a good heart cheating on you all the time? How does he have a good heart, you know, doing things that's destroying your house? How does he have a good heart? Oh, because he, like, he cries when, when y'all watch movies together. Like, or. Oh, he's crying when he says sorry. Or he caters to you in some form or fashion. Or he's good to your friends. Or he's good to your parents. Or he's good. Like, where, 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 where do we set the standard? First of all, that I would say that would be number one. Mm-hmm. When you go into a relationship, you should already have a clear understanding of who you are, what you want, and what you stand for. Mm-hmm. So you shouldn't be fighting for that while you're in a relationship because that should already be established. Yeah, absolutely. But again, who's really accountable in love? We have we have role. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I know me as a man. I run into a lot of women that tell me I don't need to be that honest. Now everybody that knows me knows I say things out my mouth all the time. They know that I naturally have a condescending tone, so I'm not trying to belittle you. It's just a natural, but naturally high speak, and I'm always saying slick shit out my mouth. Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. But they know when I'm serious, I'm talking, I'm speaking in a different manner. Yeah. When I'm saying those things, I'm serious about saying those things and I'm honest about those things. But at the same time, I'm raw because I want to get the message across. But I'm kind of, we're not kind of in that touchy mode. Yeah. We're kind of in a better, in a, in a space where we're discussing something. So, yeah, I would say, I would say, uh, you know, if you're gaining weight, you, know, you are getting fat. Yeah, are absolutely. you fat? I, I say, are you fat? No, but you know who your partner is. But nobody signs up for the raw honesty. They sign up for the honest that you can control. The honesty. Yeah. You shouldn't much. say that. Mm-hmm. Why shouldn't I say that? Because you just asked me if you was getting fat and I agree. Well, I shouldn't have that. You should be able to tell me. And I'm sure everyone else is saying that I'm getting fat. So, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it should, if, if that's the case, then yeah, you should be able to tell me that. And although the truth doesn't always feel good, I always appreciate it because I can walk away with a greater understanding. Um, and it could, depending on what the truth is, it could enhance our relationship. It could enhance me. It, you know, you are able to be yourself. Definitely. You know how hard, like, how how difficult it is to to. Well, I don't because I say what I want as well. But you know, to be in a position where you can't speak your mind because you're afraid of what comes was going to come behind it. Well, how 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 does that work out with you as far as men? Like speaking well, your mind. I think so. It's a gift and a curse. Like I guys think that my honesty is refreshing. Um. So in the beginning, it's really like wow. Like you really, really are honest. Like they don't expect it. Um, but when they hear things that they don't necessarily want to hear, it gets a little, it gets weird. So they appreciate it on one end when they're, when I'm exposing certain things to them and I'm, you know, even calling them out or not, you know, bringing things to their attention. Um, but then when it hits, when sometimes it, 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 it triggers a feeling like uh, my honesty may trigger something and it doesn't always sit well with them. Definitely. So then it becomes too much. So. So then they become, they start feeling like what? They start feeling like they insecure. But that makes them feel, yeah, it makes them feel a lot more insecure. Mm-hmm. But when they start off, it's like, I love it. I mean, and I have the same thing. Like, uh, I attract. They love it until it really is affecting them. You know what I mean? Like, they Definitely. love it until. No, until it's real. Until, yeah, until it's it becomes real. Yeah. real. Yeah. 
Like they love it when it's everybody else. Yeah. But they always saying, "Oh, I want you to be honest." I, I'm like, "You're not giving me permission. I'm gonna be honest." Yeah, like this I, is the principle I come with. Mm-hmm. So it's either take it or leave it. Like yeah, absolutely. that's a not that's a non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. But people make it a negotiable. Yeah. But then they say, and this is why, like, oh, he cheated on me. But they know in the back of their head that they asking the like not asking to cheat on them. I'm not going to say that. I'm not putting that out there. But they basically did a lot of things to have the person not want to come back and talk to him about certain well, because there is a mature way to deal with things. Nobody should cheat. Period. That's my stance on it. But in this real world, people stay with people will a preacher will get chewed out faster than a cheater. Cheaters like you have to understand. You have to understand nobody's perfect when you start talking to people about the cheating portion. But me, let me now, you know, I mean, they call me a preacher boy sometimes and let me now break down a scenario or like, yo, dude cheating while you still live, blah, blah. Now they start defending the man they was just crippling. Yeah. Right or wrong. Yeah. You start asking questions that make sense. Like, aren't you, don't you have a kid with this person? So what are you saying to your child? Is it okay to basically go back with somebody who took your whole life for granted? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just different scenarios we have in place and different things, you know, that you have to look at. But let's be clear here. An honest person is the enemy. Yeah, but it's Everybody loves a liar. Yeah, but it's basically not robbing people of their choices. Giving them choice. Definitely. So regardless of what the circumstances are, you give them choice. I would never want to have somebody in my life that I didn't give them the choice to decide whether they want to be in it or not. So, you know, it's, it's, that's, I will, I will want that in return. So I will, I treat people the way I want to be treated. So that's what it all boils down for. That's what it all boils down to for me. You want true, accountable love. Like, give me the harsh, give me the good, give me the joy. Just give me something raw. Give me something raw and give me a person who's willing to take responsibility after we break down a, we break down the communication barrier. They're willing to really take responsibility, not by saying they did went wrong, but changing and explaining to the person how they're going to change the fact that they went wrong and, and how they're going to get better in the future. Yeah, be progressive, be forward thinking. Like Definitely. everyone knows how to say sorry, same way. Everyone knows how to lose weight. It's maintaining it. So it's maintaining these relationships by not only, you know, Correcting where you went wrong, but also making sure you cross correct along the way. I think the issue is everybody doesn't know how to say sorry. So when somebody does say sorry, they're ahead of the curve. Yeah. But then there's another piece to that sorry. It's not just sorry. Yeah, no, it's not just sorry. It's that next level where you're explaining exactly what you're going to do and then you have to live that. Mm-hmm. Like people want to say sorry and go back in their same habits or have, they want to say sorry and pick, pick the relationship where you left off. But you got to still put in the work. Because you took away the 50% that you was given. Mm-hmm. And you made the other person work a little harder than they needed to work. Mm-hmm. So you got to earn back your 50% so you all working as a team again. I mean, that would be the important piece to me. But again, we talk about accountable love. And that's the important thing in this in this whole segment. That's the important thing in our podcast. That's the important thing in the things we want to teach. We want to talk about things that now make people accountable for what they do. And a lot of it is going to be dealing with different sexes a lot of things going to be dealing with scenarios a lot of things going to be dealing with race it could come up it could come up in any way any form or fashion in this podcast but we really have to truly understand what it means to be accountable and have love at the same time because people don't understand they think love is the emotion Mm -hmm. but love is an account it is yep something you see something you feel something you you hear Something you actually, you have a faith in. It's your faith that you're giving to somebody else. So when you place that faith on somebody, you must be accountable for what you do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But we're going to be definitely getting into more of that stuff as the podcast goes along. And as we continue to embark on this, you know, new path we're going on. And we really hope, you know, our listeners really get something from this. Because, you know, I know I'm tired of 
having people like, you know, go back and forth and then having people blame you for things that they're doing when we could actually sit and have a discussion and come up with where we went wrong in mm-hmm. each, each situation Absolutely. and actually, you know, take a percentage. Mm-hmm. I mean, we be, we've been given, we gave the woman a percentage, the man a percentage and really look at it from the, a percentage standpoint because math don't lie. And mm-hmm. we now can be accountable for what the percentage we put in. We can now take that percentage back. And if both people are accountable, we go back to 100% apiece or 50-50, however you want to break it down. Mm-hmm. We go back in, into our corners and, 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 and really we'll go back as one. Mm-hmm. We were, we refrain from our corners, I should say, and we go back as come back as one. So, you know, I want to end the podcast on this. You know, again, this is Aziz. This is Jerry. Yeah, and this is Accountable Love. And I hope that, you know, you tune in for the next show. Bye. Bye.